This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. It looks like the city of Toronto may be about to unleash a major cash grab. Uh, This is something that we've talked about before here. These are so-called revenue tools that the city is looking at. And uh, what those revenue tools are uh, is that nobody seems to want to raise property taxes, even though, frankly, the property taxes in Toronto are really quite low. Uh, So there are other legal means that the city has the jurisdiction to raise money from. So these would be other taxes. So uh, they had, they commissioned KPMG to issue a report on all of these potential revenue tools. And that report was released this morning. And uh, frankly, it is quite a long list of these revenue tools. I'd like to know what you think of them. Uh, The numbers to call 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So uh, some of these things include a congestion tax that could raise $220 million, a parking tax that could bring anywhere between 171 and 535 million dollars and even bringing back the vehicle registration tax that was abolished by Rob Ford that would bring 18 to 94 million dollars the mayor has said that he would look at these options in a business-like way whatever that means and budget chief Gary Crawford has a different view and he is on the line right now Gary Crawford, welcome. Welcome. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Busy day, but that's good. That's good. So uh, what do you think of this list of revenue tools or of what regular people might call them new taxes? Well, listen, I don't think there's anything new on the list. We've seen them before. We've had those discussions. It is now here. It'll be going to executive next week uh, as an information item, and we will we will more than likely receive it. And, like, thank you very much. But we will be looking at that, I think, a little later down the road. Where I'm focusing on uh, as the budget chair and the budget chief is we need to make sure that the public's hard-earned money is being properly managed before we even consider asking residents to pay more. Uh, we were on beginning the process this afternoon on working on the directions for the 2017 budget process. That process will not be talking about revenue tools. We, I mean, understanding that any revenue tool or any kind of new tax that we put on will take upwards of 12 to 36 months to implement. So we're going to have a discussion over the next number of months on how do we manage the, the, the business of the city of Toronto. How do we look at providing services uh, cheaper, looking at different ways to modernize, to restructure, and have that conversation first. There's a lot of people that are, have put revenue tools on the table. That's fine. Let's also put on the table all of the expenditure reductions that we can look at before we have the discussion on revenue tools. Now, I'm not suggesting we don't, we're not going to have the discussion. I feel we need that, but it's more important to really look inward and kind of go, 
are we managing the affairs of the city properly? Do the people and the, the residents of the city are comfortable that we are managing their resources properly? And once they feel, and once I feel that we are doing that, then let's have that discussion because we do need to look at long-term sustainable funding uh, for things like transit and housing. They're very real. We need to do that. We, you know, governments over the past number of years uh, have, you know, have neglected uh, our infrastructure. We need to really look at that and how we move forward. Councillor Crawford, uh, are you saying that you think that there is a good chunk of money that can be cut? Well, okay, I'll give you two examples that uh, the Toronto Police Services brought a report, to, or it's going, going to, the, to the board shortly. They have been able to identify over $100 million of their billion-dollar uh, operating budget to, to bring down. And that's, you know, we've heard from the Toronto Police in the past, we can't do it, we can't do it. All of a sudden, they're doing it. We also have a real estate review that's coming to executive next week. We're going to be consolidating all of our real estate assets into one uh, governing body. That will save over $100 million, if not maybe $200 million. And so that's just two examples. Would that be in the way you manage the real estate, or would you be selling off some of the real estate? Combination of both. So when you're looking at, at, at restructuring and bringing it all into one organization, we're going to be saving operating, uh, and I think the number was at least $100 million. Then we get to look at the assets all across the city, and uh, we're talking billions and billions of dollars looking at selling assets that we may not necessarily need. So there's a combination of both, but those are just two examples of the kind of work that we're doing down at City Hall to really look at how we restructure and modernize, and there are lots of other opportunities uh, throughout, you know, again, we have almost an $11 billion budget, and there's a lot of opportunity to look at that. Let me ask you this. Um, I'm wondering about the politics of this, because we know that when Rob Ford was in office, he kept screaming, there was a gravy train, there's all this money we can cut. And the backlash against that was, what gravy train? There was no gravy train. And a lot of city services are cut to the bone. So uh, mm-hmm. is, is is what you're saying, is that something uh, that will be well received by other city councillors? Or is that something that's uh, pretty controversial. Well, listen, I mean, you could probably say anything at City Hall is controversial, but when we're looking, and I see this day in and day out with, with divisions as I did last year in, in the budget, who have come to us and they've been able to provide the same sort of service level that they have, but they've been able to do it without cutting, without slashing. They've been through restructuring, through modernization, and they've done some incredible work. I'm challenging through the budget process of 2017 for those divisions to be creative, to come back and let's have a discussion about not necessarily you know, cutting these services, but how can we provide better opportunities to to move forward in in what this residents want. So and it's a very much more of a balanced approach that uh, the mayor and I are taking as opposed to just, you know, chopping the heads off uh, of numbers off, you know, city divisions. We're actually working very closely with the city divisions. Uh, Toronto Police is the perfect example. Well, I think, yeah, of. you make a good point because for for years they were screaming, "No, you you know, we you'll endanger the good citizens of Toronto if you cut mm-hmm. a, a few pennies off this budget." And here they are, you know, yeah. here you are with a possible hundred million bucks. 
And, and a lot of it has to do with how you approach the, the divisions, how you have those discussions. And I think, uh, you know, I bring the leadership of what the mayor is bringing to this table. Uh, having those, you know, let's look at a balanced approach and let's understand how, how you're working to provide the services and, and, and move forward. And, and some of these things take a little bit of time. The, we work on the Toronto Police Services portion for the last year, but we're now starting to see the results. I think you will start seeing other divisions uh, over the coming months start looking at the, that creative ways to deliver services, and you will start seeing those those savings. And, but it, it does take a bit of time, but the balanced approach from my perspective is working, and I'm hoping that the residents of the city see that as we start making the decisions um, on how to spend is, the money. Is, is there some kind of sp- Split between you and the mayor because he said, "Great, I'm, you know, we're going to look at these revenue tools. Maybe they provide the answer." And you're saying, "Hold on a minute." So is is that a difference of opinion? I don't think so. I think the mayor is, uh, again, being very prudent and balanced, uh, which he needs to be. I'm being prudent and balanced as well. But I, I'm really focusing on, right now, the 2017 budget. And and I think that's when, uh, when you look at, as I said, there are no revenue tools in the 2017 budget. It's not happening. Let's focus on how we manage those assets first. Then once we've done that, let's look at the revenue tools potentially afterwards and and, and see where they go. So I don't think uh, the mayor and I are speaking differently. In fact, I think we're speaking fairly fairly similar. Um, the other question is, and a lot of people have, have brought this up, I mean, uh, politicians, city politicians, seem to be allergic to raising property taxes. Toronto property taxes are relatively low. So uh, why would you not raise property taxes but, but start looking at all these complicated uh, different new things? Well, listen, I, I have heard time and time again for residents across the city who are on fixed income, seniors who really can't afford to pay any more property taxes. And we can't just rely on our, just our property tax base uh, as the one sole way of, of bringing in revenue to the city. Um, we are committed with the mayor and I to, to keep taxes you know, at or below the rate of inflation. But that is just the property tax level. We still need to look at you know, other alternatives. An example where we will be, last year we did a 0.5% property tax increase for city building. It was a city building levy that we'll be bringing in. It's very modest, but again, it, that will generate the kind of uh, money that we need to look at the serious infrastructure uh, deficit that we have. And it's real. I'm not you know, that deficit is real. We need to figure on how we do that. But let's do it. You know, not just raising taxes by 10, 15%. I don't think that's reasonable to expect that kind of burden on the residents of the city. Okay, Councillor Crawford, uh, let's just take a call. We've got Ken in Scarborough. Hi, Ken. Ken? Hello? Hi, Ken. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Go ahead. Um, I just think that the Toronto taxpayers are spoiled, and the Toronto politicians are gutless, because property taxes, if you have a 2,800-square-foot home in Oshawa, uh, you would pay uh, like $7,500 a year in taxes, and there's no way anyone in Toronto with that type of home would be paying anywhere near that level of taxes. Uh, So I think over the years, the politicians have just wimped out and not raised taxes, and you're way behind the rest of the world. Uh, them's fighting words. Councillor Crawford, how do you respond? 
Well, listen, I mean, I, I do respect, and, and, and my, my family lives outside of the city, so I hear the same kind of uh, argument. You need to understand that when we're looking at the, the, the property tax uh, that we're, we, we charge the, the residents, um, and there's a lot more people in Toronto than there would be out, uh, outside in, in other jurisdictions. We also have business taxes that we, we look at as, as income. So when you combine the two of them, we are lucky that, yes, we can keep property taxes low because we are looking at, you know, we rely on more business to provide taxes. We need to continue to make sure business taxes are kept low and competitive and we're actually been trying to reduce that but it, it, it is, is you know it is a challenge sometimes when you're looking at you know comparing the two we have a city that has incredible amount of services we have people who live outside of the city but they come into the city every day so in many ways we're providing more services uh, than you know say you may have on on, on, on GTA uh, in, in GTA uh, places but What's important is that we really focus on, you know, ensuring that we, we spread it out evenly. And, and I think we do that. I mean, I think, you know, we, we look at constantly trying to manage our resources uh, effectively. Okay. Uh, Ken, did that answer your question? Uh Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. yes. Uh, okay. We only have um, about... Uh, a minute or so left. So, uh, Councillor Crawford, what can the residents of Toronto expect? Uh, would you well, say no revenue tools coming up anytime soon? Not well, to worry? As part of the 2017 budget process that will be actually starts uh, November and December, this is for next year, uh, there will be no revenue tools uh, part of the discussion. Uh, we will be, I am committed as is the mayor to continue to keep property taxes at or below the rate of inflation. That will be our goal. There will be some challenges. This, is, this will be a very challenging budget uh, season. I'm not suggesting it won't be easy, uh, but I think we need to dig really deep uh, this particular year, not only myself, but all of the politicians to really look at how we can look at the services. At that point, we will have that discussion once we've looked at everything else and and we will move forward on what I think is not only prudent, but uh, I think responsible. And do you have uh, any estimates on how much savings you might be able to find? Well, again, I'll go back to, you know, there's $200 million, almost $300 million with two divisions. Uh, I'm hoping uh, when we look at the other divisions, uh, we will, you know, substantial amounts of money. Again, what we're trying to do is is to have a property tax uh, increase out of below the rate of inflation, which is about 2%, and we need to fit that into the envelope. Uh, I'm confident we can do it, and um, we'll just have to wait uh, for the process to unfold in the fall. Okay, well, Councillor Crawford, thank you so much for that. And I have to say, I'm sure a lot of people are very glad that uh, some of these revenue tools like a congestion tax or the dreaded parking tax are certainly not imminent anyway. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, 
and The Garden Show.